tuning in after listening to our last episode with Michael Gorin and Emily Ventura, who talked about their new book, Sugar Proof. I'm sure if you have kids and sugar is a problem, you're asking yourself, is it really possible to cut down on sugar consumption? I was curious about how this really worked, so I decided to talk to a family who tried some of the methods and recipes from Sugar Proof so we could learn more. So hi, Janelle and Cora. I'm so glad you could join us. Thank you. We're so yeah, glad thank to you. be here. And we also have Emily Ventura with us today, who's the co-author of the new book, Sugar Proof. Hi, Emily. Hi, Tess. Thank you so much for having us. Um, so in our last episode with Michael Gorin and Emily Ventura, we heard about their seven-day and 28-day sugar-proof challenge. So I'm interested first to hear from Emily about what this challenge really looks like. Um, and then I'm curious if you, Janelle, and Cora tried one of these challenges. Sure. So in our book, Sugar Proof, we talk about different ways that families can arrive at a healthy level of sugar consumption. And Really, the goal of Sugar Proof is to raise kids who can self-regulate sugar, so can still enjoy some sugar, still enjoy some sweet treats, but not overdo it, and also gain you know, an appreciation for whole foods that are natural and just don't have added sugar in the first place, and you know, foods that are less processed, which um, you know, sort of end up displacing the, the sugary options that um, that you might find in the grocery store that are deceptive, you know, so have hidden sugars in them. And one of the ways that we do this in the book is we propose two different types of challenges. And the first one is a seven-day challenge where we challenge families to try and go cold turkey. So to spend a week without having any added sugar, not because we're suggesting that families do this for the long term, but more just because it helps reset palates and it's a quick way to do it. And some families really like that challenge. And also because it just brings a new level of awareness to where sugar might be in the products that you're buying. So some families, you know, don't realize, oh, actually this bread that we always buy has sugar or the ham that we buy or the peanut butter that we buy. And it helps just helps families rethink their purchasing habits and help, helps them rethink, you know, do I really need this? Is this really where I want to use my, you know, quote unquote sugar budget or not? Um, so that's the, that's the first option that we propose. And then the second one is the 28 day sugar proof challenge where families can start gradually. So taking four weeks to just slowly reduce sugar and to come up with specific goals that work for the family. So it might be, reducing the amount of sweet drinks that um, are in the house gradually over four weeks, or maybe there's different ways to do it that we propose. You can either focus on um, you know, a few things at once or focus on one thing at a time. Um, so it's a really flexible approach that allows families to kind of ease into sugar reduction. Um, I, so Janelle and Cora, which one of these did you try? We tried the seven day no sugar challenge. And how was that? It was really hard at the beginning, but it got easier as we went on. 
Yes, probably the first two days were the most challenging, would you say, Cora? Definitely, yeah. What was the most challenging about that? I think the snacks that we were used to, just the grab-and-go snacks from, like, Trader Joe's and other places are just, like, little, you know, bars and stuff that you didn't have to prepare anything. We were just used to having a lot of those around, and so um, we really switched a lot to fruit. Um and making other kind of snacks with like bread and, and uh, almond butter that didn't have sugar. And then also just reading the labels and figuring out all the normal things we buy that had so much sugar in them and finding new things at the grocery store. Just, I, I don't think it was really that difficult. It was just took some more um, awareness and a little bit more time that first time at the grocery store, uh, figuring out what we were going to buy and what we were going to eat for the week. Mm, so really the logistics of it. Yes. Yeah. Cora, were you on board with this from the beginning? Um, at first I was a little uneasy about it, but um, then I started getting excited about it and excited about starting. That's good. And so how do you feel now? Do you feel like this challenge changed the way that you eat? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, now I feel like I'm able to reduce more of the sugar I eat and pay attention to how much sugar I eat rather than just um, eating whatever's in our pantry or whatever's available. Wait, and Cora, can I ask how old you are so that our listeners know? I'm 11. 11. Thank you. Um, so let's see. I guess, you know, if you can think back to the end of the seven day challenge Were you, did you change any of your habits? Did you integrate anything into the long term? Were you able to keep that going? We changed a number of the brands that we bought, the type of bread, type of sauces, uh, and type of almond butter. Um, even yogurt, we started buying whole plain yogurt. Um, and for me, I stuck with just, I just add frozen fruit to mine and maybe a little bit of granola. Um, the kids will like, they like to add a little, you know, maple syrup or something to their, to the plain yogurt, but it still has a lot less than like the sugary kind of yogurts that we were buying before. Uh, so I think that that has changed. And then also I used to use kind of sweet treats as a reward a lot. And I still do a little bit, but a lot less often than I used to. Um, so Janelle, you're you're doing this challenge at the same time as your kids, so it's not just with them. Is that true? Right. Yes. My husband and I, we all did the challenge together. And then at the time, we were remodeling our house, so we happened to be living with my parents. And so they also were inadvertently forced into it too. Um, although they had been saying they wanted to cut back on sugar for a while. So it was good, although in the beginning, especially when I was away at work, um, my mom, I think it was like on day two or day three, she called and said, the kids are just so hungry. I just don't even know what to feed them. This fruit is not filling them up. We need to find more sources of protein or more ways to fill them up. So I think um, for the grandparents, it was a little bit stressful. And then I didn't want it to feel stressful for them. Um, but I think it was good for all of us because we were able to kind of talk through that and find 
um, some solutions, especially from the recipes from the book. Uh, we found the crepes uh, that don't have sugar and there's a muffin recipe that we ended up liking um, and switching to some of those kind of things. It just took some more prep on my part and just um, more talking through it with my parents and sharing some of the research as well, especially because um, the solution for them and then also for some friends, we had dinner at their house. And so the dinner was great, but then they said, oh, since we knew you were doing the challenge, we got these sugar-free popsicles for dessert. And it was, it was so thoughtful of them, but the ingredients had a lot of the fake sugars, which I had read in the book and learned a lot more about how those are almost worse than actual sugar. And so that was a little awkward because I was like, oh, thank you, but we actually can't have these either because of the fake sugars that are in them. So it's just all the different names for sugars. I don't think, I didn't know before that there were so many different names for sugars and my friends and family certainly didn't either. And so even when people are trying to be supportive and you're trying to have no sugar, it can uh, be deceiving going to the grocery store and thinking you're not having sugar when really you're having fake sugar. Right. Wait, and Emily, could you just explain to us again what that is about the fake sugar? Yes. So, of course. So it's, you know, it's tricky in some ways because we just don't know completely all the ways that these low-calorie sweeteners affect the body, um, especially in the long term. But there are some studies that show that um, having diet drinks, diet soft drinks, for example, can end up um, or have been associated with um, cognitive decline and even Alzheimer's disease. So our view is that we just don't know enough and we don't feel comfortable recommending them to children. And what we do know for sure is that these different sweeteners can affect your propensity to choose sweet foods and to like sweet tastes. And one of the reasons for this is that they're just so much sweeter than regular sugar. So it just reinforces that need and desire and preference for sweets. And um, there is even some suggestion that it can cause an insulin response similar to sugar, which can then trigger hunger and cravings for more sugar. So um, in the book, we just suggest that you skip those. Um, and that includes all the different options. So whether it's um, aspartame or stevia or monk fruit, um, we're just not comfortable recommending them. Um, we think that you know reg some regular sugar in moderation is okay, um, but we, we don't recommend the low calorie sweeteners. So you did, you guys did mention the the crepes and muffins that you said you really liked in the book. Um, do you remember any of the other recipes that that caught your attention? I'm trying. I am having difficulty right now remembering those. Cora, do you remember any other recipes that we? I can look back in my notes. I don't remember. Um, you know, it's interesting. Some of our families made lots of. The recipes and then some of them really didn't make any of the recipes and either way you can do the challenge so I think that's something that is important to point out about these challenges is they're so flexible so we don't you know you don't need to be cooking a set meal 
um, or you don't even have to be using our recipes to do the challenge. They're just there for you if you want to do them or want to make them. Right, as an inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some families really like to have something more prescribed, so we give actual ideas for meal plans, for example. But mm-hmm. we've had some families that have done the challenge that have just done their their own meal plan, um, modifying recipes that they already would have. So, um, and maybe just some small changes. So, as an example, there's an Italian American family that did our. Um, seven-day challenge and they would usually pack salami sandwiches for lunch um, and then they realized that there was sugar in the salami so they ended up switching to prosciutto which didn't have any added sugar and the kids were really happy with that and they also alternated it with hummus and pita bread which tends not to have added sugar and then for dinners they ended up making just some of their regular recipes and maybe changing around the condiments So not using ketchup or not using the hot sauce that they would typically put out because that had added sugar in it. Mm -hmm. So Emily, is there any, are there any questions that you want to bring up again or ask Janelle and Cora? Well, I was really interested in the piece about the grandparents because I think, um, especially with the pandemic, a lot of us parents, and this is me included, are um, relying on our families at times. You know, if your family is part of your bubble, um, especially now with distance learning, um, you know, relying on our parents a little bit more often maybe while we work and the kids are at home or doing distance learning. And I know um, a lot of the families that we've worked with weren't sure how to navigate that situation because you're so grateful as a parent when your your parents are willing to help and grandparents just love to feed grandkids and that's a beautiful thing. We like that too. Um, but sometimes grandparents just don't know and they get frustrated and they want to do well, but um, they're not sure how. So, you know, we've had some families say, oh, you know, once, once I gave my parents some specific ideas, um, it, you know, made things a lot easier or I brought some foods over to grandma and grandpa's house. Um, so I guess I'd just like to know maybe, Janelle, if you have any more tips about um, like how, I think you already addressed this to some degree, but um, how are you able to navigate that with your mom, um, you know, when you're not wanting to seem critical and still wanting to seem thankful, right. wanting to be constructive? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my mom, the great thing about my parents is they were definitely on board and they wanted to do a good job. I think they just felt um, overwhelmed by it. And they also liked the kids to not be hungry and constant. I mean, I think that was the difficult part, too, is the kids were asking them for food constantly the first couple of days. They just were really hungry. And I, I knew from reading the book that it would be an, an adjustment. And so I knew that would get better, but I think they were like, I I don't think they necessarily saw that end game in the beginning, but I bringing over foods to their house, um, bringing over snacks like nuts and things with some more protein that would kind of fill the kids up more than say an apple or a pear would was really helpful. Cora, do you remember what some of your favorite snacks were when you were doing the challenge? Um, well, I ate a lot of fruits. Um, 
and I feel like I ate a lot of carrots, like grandma and grandpa gave us a lot of like carrots and some other vegetables and fruits, but sometimes they would want to give us other snacks, but I would always check it because sometimes they would have sh still sugars, even, yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, it's interesting that you, you learned yourself to check it. So were yeah, you reading checked, the labels? I checked all the foods just to make sure. And sometimes they would have sugar. And yeah. One day I came home from work and Cora was really upset because um, grandma had bought some crackers, was it? That had I think it was pretzels. Oh, it was pretzels. And I forgot to check if they had grams of sugar in them. And they had, yeah, they had like two grams of sugar. And she had <laughs> so eaten like... two pretzels, but we, and she was real upset about the two pretzels and thought the whole <laughs> challenge was ruined. And so it was a good opportunity for us to talk about balance and how we're, we're trying really hard at the challenge. And it's okay if sometimes we have a little bit of a, a mess up or a little bit of a I wouldn't even call it a setback. It was just a learning experience. Like, oh, pretzels have sugar. That was a good way to learn that. And the fact that you ate two pretzels did not ruin the whole sugar challenge, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I learned to be um, not so worried about me just having a little bit of sugar. And it's okay sometimes to have sugar because even after the challenge, um, I still tried to not have as much sugar and sometimes I'd be worried that I was having too much when I was just having a little bit and so I'm so Janelle and Cora I'm so happy you brought that point up because it's so true the the point of this challenge is not to be perfect about it the point is to try your best and see how it goes and just to become more aware of where sugar is in foods and then moving forward and drinks and then moving forward, you can make the choices of, you know, what things you want to buy and what habits you want to change. Um, so I'm so glad Janelle that you were able to address that with Cora and that you guys were able to keep going with it and not be concerned about two pretzels because really that's no big deal. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, I also wanted Cora to share a story about, um, how at the beginning of the challenge, when I first presented it to them, the big concern was, well, what if there's a birthday party at school during mm -hmm. the two weeks, or no, not the two weeks, during the seven days? And I said, oh, no, there won't be a birthday party over the next seven days. And then what happened? And, and I was like, so relieved. I'm like, oh, okay, there probably won't be. And then like the next day I went to school on the announcement, they're like, oh, it's Zoe's birthday. And... She was in our class. I'm like, oh, she might not be bringing cupcakes. But sure enough, she was bringing a bunch of sweets and stuff. And so when it got to me, she's like, oh, do you want one? And I'm like, uh, no, thanks. And it was really hard for me to not have a cupcake because they looked so good. But yeah. It was... And didn't that happen twice? I think that might have happened twice, too. <laughs> so, But you were so proud of yourself at the end of the seven days. Yeah, I did. I didn't feel pretty bad. 
Well, I think this is like very inspiring. I don't have kids, but I was thinking as a parent, this would be very inspiring to show that you actually can do this challenge and and make changes. Um, do you, Janelle, uh, have any advice to other parents? I would say, gosh, every family is so different. So I am kind of more of the mindset of you do you, do what works for your family. Um, and I think that for my family, we already had a good baseline of not buying a lot of sugary cereals. We don't buy any juice, um, but we didn't even realize how much sugar we were consuming, even though we thought we were eating healthy. And so I would just say to, if, if you're interested in this challenge and really taking a closer look at how much sugar your family eats, this is a really great opportunity for everyone in the family to be involved. And it can be something that's like a fun challenge. It doesn't have to feel like a punishment. And I think the more you can get the kids involved and have them reading the ingredients if they read and participating in cooking the food and preparing snacks and doing the shopping, the more it can feel like a fun family activity rather than something your mom's just forcing you to do. <laughs> Cora, do you agree? Yes, I do. <laughs> Janelle, I really love how you're involved, Cora. And then I know also your younger son was involved too. And I think that's... Yeah, really- he was... It was really hard for him. It was really hard for him. He, he quite kept wanting too. to ask Grandma and Grandpa for sugar and sometimes ice cream. <laughs> But I kept having to tell him no and grandma, tell grandma and grandpa and remind them, no, don't give him any sugar. But he was proud of himself at the end yeah, of the Yeah, he, he definitely was. But he was ready to eat sugar. <laughs> I think it's great how you know, different ages of kids and also different personalities um, of kids can, you know, take different things from this experience. And just as Janelle and Cora mentioned, this is supposed to be fun. This is not at all supposed to be a punishment is just supposed to be a you know family challenge. So we like to hear stories of people that are able to do it in that kind of spirit. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Janelle and Cora, for joining us. It was great to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Janelle and Cora. It's been really fun talking with you. Thanks for having us. It was really fun doing the challenge and. Uh, we're actually going to start it again here. Maybe try the the longer one this time. Yeah, I'd do the longer one. You would? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and thank you, Emily, also for joining us here to ask more questions. And I'm really looking forward to your book. Thank you. It's been so fun to chat. Around the Table is a personal production of Dr. Tess Bird and Professor Stanley Uliazak, who are anthropologists of food and nutrition and of household uncertainty and insecurity. The opinions and ideas expressed are solely those of the contributors and podcasters and do not reflect the opinions of any university body. The music in this episode is by Blue Dot Sessions. Thank you for tuning in.